I'm Greg Storr in Washington with June Grasso in New York. Brexit is now poised to happen. Britain's parliament yesterday voted to let the government invoke Article 50 of the Lisbon Treaty and begin two years of withdrawal talks with the European Union. The measure gives Prime Minister Theresa May unrestricted authority to negotiate the terms of the UK's departure. May plans to trigger Article 50 in the last week of March, according to officials familiar with her plans. With us to discuss the latest Brexit developments and what might happen next is Stephen Piers, a professor at the University of Essex School of Law. Uh, Steve, thanks for joining us. Tell us a little bit more about what exactly it was that Parliament uh, voted on yesterday. Well, what Parliament had to do in order for Article 50 to be triggered was to pass a a fully-fledged act of Parliament saying that the government could go ahead and do it. And this is very, very short, ultimately, one of the shortest acts of Parliament ever, I imagine, which says, basically, the government can go ahead and do it and uh, decided not to attach any conditions that some uh, members of Parliament wanted to attach. So the government can now, at its own discretion, go ahead and send the Article 50 notice and start everything running. Now, there's been a, a little complication. The Scottish Parliament is getting involved with the uh, the uh, the head of Scotland saying that they would like to leave the EU and saying that the Scottish Parliament is going to vote on second independence referendum next Wednesday. How does that complicate matters? Well, yes, it, uh, the idea is that Scotland would have a referendum on leaving the UK and then seeking to stay in the EU will probably um, leaving along with the UK and then end, ending up applying to go back in. So um, there might be a short gap when Scotland is out, but if all this goes ahead uh, with that plan. So what that would mean, if an independence referendum goes ahead, and of course if the independent side wins, uh, is that Scotland could end up being back in the EU fairly soon, or it, it may not actually. Of course, they might they'd have to win a referendum, they have to get back in the EU. So there's several things that have to take place, and the British government probably or arguably has to say yes to the referendum going ahead anyway, and it's not quite clear if they'll do that yet. Steve, how important is it that Theresa May goes into these discussions without any restrictions on her? As a practical matter, uh, does it does it you know, improve her leverage in those talks? Well, there's different points of view on this. Certainly the government and the people who back Brexit felt that it was very important not to have any kind of conditions in the Article 50 bill. But a lot of people argued that at least some of the uh, clauses they wanted to add it to the bill uh, wouldn't really have restricted her, but they would have done other things like um, guaranteeing EU citizens' rights to stay, and that would have been uh, separate from other things that you might want to negotiate or coming back to Parliament with reports and things like that. They wouldn't really have necessarily restricted her, but obviously the government got its way, and so there's nothing in the law so far that's an actual legal restriction. There might be political problems. And, of course, this whole prospect of a Scottish independence referendum is a sort of parallel political complication to the talks because it's going to intersect, in a way, if the referendum goes ahead with the Brexit talks. Steve, lawmakers published a report on Sunday which warned that the government's failure to prepare for a scenario in which no deal is reached with the EU over Brexit would be a serious dereliction of duty. Is there a real prospect that this two-year negotiation period might end in a deadlock? Well, I think it's a growing possibility. You know, six months ago I would have said, you know, about a 1% possibility an hour would say, more like 30 or 40% and getting bigger. Um, I think some people on the 
Brexit supporting side would quite like there to be no deal because they either think it would have no impact or they really quite dislike the EU so strongly, so sort of ideologically, uh, that they really don't want anything to do with it, even as a as a uh, contracting party to a treaty with it. Um, the majority, I think, in the government, and certainly in the country as a whole, would like there to be a deal because it's still Britain's biggest trading partner by far, and uh, there would be a big impact if we left without a deal. On the, a big impact on both as a proportion of the economy, a bigger impact on the UK. And it might, for instance, be a reason why Scotland would be more likely to leave the, the UK um, if, there, if there's no good deal, for instance. So that's one of the ways in which this Scottish independence referendum could intersect with the Brexit talks. Steve, we only have about 30 seconds left, but in, in, any other big issues uh, that you see uh, going for, forward? What do you think is going to be the biggest uh, pivot point in the next few months? Well, we're waiting for the elections in various countries. Once we know who's in charge in France and Germany and the Netherlands tomorrow, um, we'll uh, have a pretty good idea of who the UK's negotiating partners are. And uh, some people think the EU is going to collapse. We should know within a few months if that's realistic or, or a fairly um, um, ridiculous suggestion. Okay. Thank, thank you so much, Stephen Pierce, professor at the University of Essex School of Law, talking about the latest developments in Brexit.